We are up to Yuma Daf Lamed Ches. The Mishnah said that Nikanar had doors that had Nisim happening to them. So the Gemara brings a bride that tells the story. What are these miracles that happened to the doors? Where Nikanar went to Alexandria and Mitzrayim, and he brought back these gigantic copper doors. And on the way back, the there was a, a storm at sea, and the, the sailors threw over one of the doors. And when they wanted to throw over the second one, Nikanar hugged it and said, if you want to throw it off, throw, throw, throw me off with it. And when that happened, the storm settled. But he was very sad about the first door that went over. When they landed in Akko, they found the first door was sticking out from one of the walls of the boat. Some say that there was some gigantic sea creature that swallowed the, the door and spat it up on the shore. And these gates were the only gates that were, were copper in the base of Mikdash, because once they got more money in the base of Mikdash, they changed out all the gates to be gold, except for Shar Nikonar because it had Nisan that happened to it. Some people say that it, it was a very, very shiny copper. So it was a beautiful copper, that's why that left it. But as Yaakov says that it was a very refined copper that looked like gold. Now the Mishnah lists people who are remembered negatively, disparaged, in, in a disparaging way. The base Gormu didn't want to share their secrets of the Lechem Aponim. The base Aftinas didn't want to share the secrets of making the Katoiris. Horgas Ben Levi didn't want to share his musical secrets. Ben Kamsar didn't want to share how he wrote the Shem Hashem. And now the Gemara goes through each of these people. And for, for the Tzadikim, we remember them, Zechat Tzadik Levrocha, and the Rishayim. The ones who we remember negatively, we say Vashem or Rishoim Yirikov. These are two psukim, in, it's a pasuk in Mishle. Now the base Garmu, the Gemara says, they were able to make the Lechem Aponim in a way that it didn't spoil. And even when they brought uh, these Chachamim in from Alexandria to try to imitate their Lechem Aponim, they weren't able to bake it and light the fire from the inside of the oven and their bread did spoil. It went bad. So uh, the Chachamim heard that it wasn't coming out like it can, so they brought back base Garmu, and uh, first they refused, and they doubled their pay to get them to come back. Because, the Pasuk says, Everything in this entire universe is here in order to serve Hashem. So if there is a Chachma of baking bread, it should be used for the Lechem Aponim and the base of Mikdash. The Chachamim asked them, like, why don't you want to teach others how to make the Lechem Aponim? And they said that we have a Messiah that this base Amikdash is going to be destroyed. And then someone who is not proper may come to learn this Avodah, and they'll use it for Avodah Zara. That's why we remember them for a Shvach, positively. Uh, in fact, they never had clean bread in their house because they didn't want anyone to even think that they used the Lechem Laponim for their personal bread. Besavtinas did not want to teach anyone about their Ketoyres secrets. They had a way of making it that the Alexandrian experts were not able to do because they were able to make the smoke go straight up. The Alexandrian Ketoyres would sway in the wind. So the Chachamim brought them back, doubled their pay, and they also explained that they didn't want to teach anyone because it might come to be used for Abedizara when the Besamekdash was destroyed. There's also... Uh, we remember them for Shvach because no one in their home, even like the Kala, a bride, would never use spices. She wouldn't use perfumes to smell nice because we don't want anyone to think 
that they were using the Keteris for their cologne, for their perfumes. Vishmal accounts a story, recounts a story that he was on the road and he met someone from the base of Tinas, and they said, you know, the base of Mekdash is destroyed now, so, you know, Hashem is still molecularized kavaydai, but my parents who were trying to hang on to their covered, that covered is gone. Chidot says, you still have, you still have the, the Kataris because you could say Kataris as a form of being makravit, but the base of Tinas is no longer. Rabbi Akiva recounts a story that he heard from Rabbi Yishmol ben Luga, who met one of their grandchildren collecting leaves, and, and he was laughing and crying. I asked him, why are you crying? He said, well, no one remembers the covet of my grandparents that they were able to make the Kataris. So why are you laughing? Because Hashem is, Hashem is going to bring back everything that we forgot. So I asked him, you know, maybe you can teach me how to do the, the Kataris. And he showed me. So I said, uh, can you teach me how to do it? He said, no, we have a Shavua that we're not allowed to show it to anybody. Rabbi Manuri once met a Zakein, and he had a, a Megillah. He had a book with all of the spices written in it. Said, what is this? He says, well, I'm from Beisav Tinas. And, so and he explained to him what was in the book. He said, while the Beisav Mikdash was around, we weren't allowed to give over these spices to anybody. But now that the Beisav Mikdash is gone, you could have it. Just be careful with it. You know, make sure it doesn't fall into the hands of Avadizara. When I told this to Rabbi Akiva, says Rabbi Yechonon Benuri, Rabbi Akiva says, we can't talk about their Gnus anymore, because you see that the only reason why they were hanging on to it was L'Shem Shemayim, so that I wouldn't get into the wrong hands. Here Ben Azay learns that no one should ever worry about where his Parnassah is going to come from. Parnassah doesn't come from anybody. The Rabbanu Shalem decides exactly how much each person should get. And no one can take even a penny a drop from someone else's Parnassa pile. Hugres Ben Levi had this musical ability when he would sing, he had this beautiful, beautiful voice, he would put his thumbs in his mouth and his fingers would go up between the hairs of his mustache and the sound was so beautiful that his fellow Kehanim would jolt back in shock. Now Ben Kamsar didn't want to teach anybody his way of writing the Shem Hashem. He would put four pens between his fingers and he would write them all simultaneously. The Ritva explains that it's us sort of speak while writing the Shem Hashem, so the faster you do it, the better. And when they asked each one of these craftsmen why they wouldn't share it, their secrets with others, they explained they had a good reason, but Ben Kamsar didn't have one. So all the other ones, we say, Zecher Tzadik Levracha, but on Ben Kamsar and his friends, we say, V'Shem Rishoim Yerkov. What does it mean that the Shem Rishoim should rot? Really, as it says, it should like get rusty, that no one should be named after him. There's a Shaila how we name people Yishmael. Well, it depends whether you, if Yishmael did Shuva, then you know that's why we would have we have Tanoim. Amiraim named Rabbi Yishmael. Intrinsically, it's a beautiful name, but he didn't do he didn't do okay despite his name. Ravina brings a story about Doyeg Ben Yosef. So Doyeg is not a is not a good name. When he was younger, his mother would measure him every day and every Tefach that he grew, she would give that in weight of gold to the base of Mikdash. But when Nebuchadnezzar took over Yerushalayim, she slaughtered and ate her beloved son. And that's what Yermiyoah says in the Pesachim, the Lashon of Tefuchim, for every Tefach of her son, she would be donating gold to the base of Mikdash. She got Ruach HaKadosh and she said, if we're going to kill a coin and a Navi, referring to Zechariah ben Yoyodah, who was a coin and also a Navi, you see what happens. 
we fell so low and now look what I had to do to my son. Rabbi Eliezer points out that we say Zechert Tzadik Levracha. The Tzadik himself was remember the Bracha, but the Rasha is Shem Shoim, plural, Yerikov, together with his friends. Now Ravina says, where do we find in the Torah the concept of Zechert Tzadik Levracha? From the Pasuk, And it also says, as soon as it mentions Avram, it gives a Bracha. Avram, so as soon as you're Zecher Tzadik, you give him a Bracha. And where do we know Vashem Hashem Yirkov from, from the Torah Midar Raisa? The Pasuk says, And as soon as it mentions Sedoim, it says that Anche Sedoim were evil. And over there also you see it's Anche Sedoim, the entire Sedoim, not just the individual. Rabbi Yaza says that a Tzadik can grow up between Rishoim and not learn from their ways, and a Rosha can grow up between Tzadikim and not learn from their ways. Evadya grew up with Achav and Ezevel, and he remained a Tzadik. Esav grew up with Yitzchak and Rivka, and he remained a Rosha. I guess we don't include Yaakov because he's not from one of the previous generations who we use as role models. Abeliezer then says, from the brach of Atzadikim, you can learn how to call it from the Russia, and vice versa. When praising Avram for being an Eved Hashem, it says in the next post, like how terrible Sodom was. And when cursing out Rishayim, it says the Anshe Sodom were terrible, that's followed by addressing Avram Avinu. Next, Abeliezer says that even for one Sadiq, the world is created. Bayer al or Kitoiv, Toiv refers to Atzadik. Pazak says, Imrut Sadik Kitoiv. Abeliezer then says that anyone who actively forgets something of his learning causes gullus to his children. Because the Pazak says, Ravo says, It's not that his children go into gullus, or maybe he's adding, but he's saying that the person who loses his Torah, gives up his Torah, is lowered from his gadlus. And he brings a Pazak for that. No tzaddik leaves the world without Hashem replacing him with another tzaddik like him. This we learn from the Pasuk of the sun rises, from there comes the new sun. As soon as the last sun is going out, a new one will be revealed. Shmuel was on the rise as Eli was leaving. Abba says in the name of Rabbi Yechanan that the Kodesh Baruch Hu saw that there weren't going to be too many tzaddikim. So he spread them out between all the dairies. Every dar got their customized tzaddik. In fact, the whole world will stand for one tzaddik because we see the Pasuk says, Tzaddik Yisoyed Olam. says from the Pasuk, Ragle Chasidov Yishmar. Chasidov sounds like many chasidim, no? What makes you say only one? Yeah, but the ksiv is chasidoi, his chasid one. Once most of the years of a person pass, and he didn't do a chait, he won't do any chait after that. Because of the past, like, Hashem watches out and says, look, you took care of the first chunk of your life, I'll make sure that you stay clean for the rest of it. The Be'er Shila says that if a person has the opportunity to do an Avera once and twice, and he doesn't, then he will not do the Avera on the third time that challenge comes around. Because the Rebbein Shalom is going to watch you. You take care of the first two times and Hashem will cover you from there on. Have a wonderful day.